You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tune in today, and you will be too. So our church family, uh, we are a multi-generational church. That's our vision. Part of our vision is that we'd be four generations of believers, discipling four generations of believers all over the Pine Belt, all over the globe, all the time. Which means that it's important to us to have disciples who are young children, disciples who are grandparents, and disciples who are everywhere in between. We make a lot of our decisions, and we put a lot of our energy towards the realizing that vision. Well, one of the ways we can celebrate today is let's talk about something that happened in student ministry. This is for our teenagers, seventh graders uh, through high school seniors in our church family. We just had Disciple Now weekend, and I asked our student ministry team, Jeremy Stroh and Corey Jenkins, to come sit with me for a few minutes and just help us like bask in the fun of Disciple Now. I want to know how it went. I want to share with the church family some of the highlights, and this is how I hope you'll use this podcast. Um, if you don't have any kids in student ministry, if that's you know if that's a memory for you, well then I hope you'll take this podcast and start praying diligently this week for our teenagers who are growing because of Disciple Now. Uh, if you are in student ministry and this podcast is encouraging to you, maybe you can share it with somebody or help uh, use this to know how to connect with your teenager. So welcome Corey and welcome Jeremy. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you guys making time for the podcast. Let's just kick off Stro as our student pastor. I'll let you just give us a big picture, if you don't mind. Uh, so for those of our listeners who, you know, I mean, they weren't at Disciple Now, they don't know, you know, what was the big topic, you know, what was the big idea, what was this all about this weekend? Sure, man. So now is a chance for us to spend the weekend, Friday afternoon, evening, all the way through Saturday, well, Sunday service time. Together, uh, the goal is that our seventh graders, eighth graders, ninth graders, tenth graders, eleventh graders, twelfth graders are all one being discipled pretty intently in some small groups, but also are around each other and get to know each other. So it's a great time to teach community. We share a lot of meals together, we play games together, we serve together, we study scripture together. So there's a whole lot of that happening. Uh, this year was a little different because COVID has cut down on how we can do community together in a lot of ways. And that included host homes. We did not intentionally plan for host homes to happen. And so knowing that, we set up a weekend a little bit different than usual, but I thought it was really good. Um, We were a little game heavy. We had like a floor is lava game, which was like dodgeball meets capture the flag. So I saw the floor is lava game. That was fun. It was crazy. crazy. But that said, we had teams split up so you have 7th grade girls hanging out with 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade girls and some junior guys. A whole mix of students. Um, None of the teams were just small groups. So it was really good because something Corey and I both saw over the weekend and maybe you too uh, was that a lot of different ages got to spend some time together in ways that hopefully names are remembered yeah. and um, they may have found a big brother or I was, a little yeah, brother and I was, I was proud of from my observation you know, and I was there around meal times mm-hmm. I mean I've got two boys in student ministry yeah. So I didn't have an official role, but I eavesdropped on the worship services and I hung out at suit, you know, during the meals and just spoke to kids. And yeah, it was encouraging to me to see how many students engaged and also just how they engaged across, like you said, across the age spectrums. You know, it was good for me to see, you know, my middle school son being able to be in the same context with some of the high school kids that I really admire at yeah. our church that I think mean a lot to him. So that was kind of, that was, that was fun for me. Yeah. So I saw the Floors Lava game. I'll tell you something I didn't witness, but I saw the <laughs> aftermath. 
You guys do some kind of like it's not paintball. You call it paintball, but it's like color ball or something. Color war. Color war. Okay, I didn't know what it was. I knew I saw you guys setting up the field outside with like bunkers and boundaries and flags, and then I also know I saw Cade, my middle school. <laughs> There's a face. If you haven't seen it, yet, go to my Facebook uh, wall and look for the picture I posted. I think Sunday morning of yeah. Cade, and uh, I'm pretty sure that must have been intentional on his part. Yes. But that dude was. Golly, he was covered he in paint. He was covered. Chalk, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's, it's a chalk paint. It's um, Basically, it's just in a thin, almost like a sock material, but really thin. Yeah. And you fill it up with paint. You kind of roll it over and fold it on itself. And so it's like a big powder chalk ball uh-huh. that you throw at each other. And it explodes. Like If you had a flower wrapped up in a sock and you hit yeah. somebody with it, the same kind of thing. I gotcha. Well, so, there you go. It was fun. It was crazy. And so I, my boys, right, my, my two kids, just looking at this through the lens as a dad, um, my two my two kids seem to have had a really good time. You know, they had fun, uh, which helps build community, and that's why I care about that. You know, they enjoyed being with their friends. It helped them feel like these are my people. This is my this is my church. I love mm-hmm. I love this. I'm loved here, and I love this. Also, they I mean they heard some things I think that helped them grow in the Lord. Uh, Austin Baum, who grew up in Pedal, uh, is a friend of yours, a friend of mine, Strove. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was preaching. You know, he came from Brandon, and he's actually moving to Oak Grove. But he he did the sermons and for the community worship because this is not just us. This is lots of churches in town. He did a great job. I think some of the things he said were impactful to my boys. Uh, I know that I was chatting with another adult who read through the small group question guide, yeah. and that adult said, "Wow, the small group questions are a little bit heavy. Like that's yeah. insightful stuff. That's good." Corey, you. You were one of the small group leaders, weren't you? Did, didn't you lead a small group? Yeah, I did the ninth and tenth grade boys. Okay, so. so let us in. I mean, give us a little bit of a peek. Like, how was how was that? Yeah, so it was great. I know for my ninth and tenth grade guys, um, shout out to them. They did a good job of engaging. And from what I've heard from the other small group leaders, our kids, our students, did a really good job of engaging the questions, being attentive, you know, uh, allowing God to stir their hearts and soften their hearts to Him and His Word. Um, but it was really good. You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite things, probably the highlight in small groups for me and my guys this week, um, was we recognized, you know, Austin was talking about in the, the communal worship of, man, where are some ways that we need to surrender? Um, where are some sin that we just, we, we're justifying, we're concealing it, we're covering it? Where, how do we need to surrender um, and be obedient to our God and intentionality? Um, and we had, there was just one small group we were done, um, and we just jotted down ways that we we're going to be intentional these next couple of weeks, these months coming uh, to pursue the Lord. For for example, mine was um, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to spend less time uh, watching YouTube, watching Disney Plus, Netflix, social media, whatever, and I'm going to spend more time meditating about our God and doing that through listening to music, Christian music that would stir my heart. Uh, to think about how good our God is and His character. Um, and there was a lot of other practical steps that our guys took. You know, some of them was, hey, I'm not going to get on my phone in the morning. I'm not going to leave the house until I've read Scripture, which for us right now is going through John's Gospel. Um, but, man, it was just a good picture of, man, practical ways that not only as students, as college students, as youth students or children that we can take, but, man, everybody, the church, what are some practical ways that we could, man, surrender and intentionally follow Jesus every day? So That's a good word. 
Corey, I have a question. Uh, this kind of on your feet, and if you can't, I mean, I'm yeah, hitting you out of left field here, but like. Uh, as a small group leader sitting in the room with our students, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not sharing anything intimate or personal or anybody's names, but man, where are our ninth and tenth graders spiritually? Like, just give me give me some testimony from that room. I mean, were they saying things, asking things, dealing with things that you just would want to say, "Hey, church family, man, pray for these guys because this is where they are." Is, yeah. Can you share anything? I mean, without without obviously throwing any of our guys under the bus and yeah. saying, you know, this kid, but like yeah. really, you know, what are some of your takeaways as a mentor? Yeah. to high school boys yeah our, i would say our high school boys are um they they they've heard the scriptures and they know our god um if i'm not careful i'm in the same boat as that um i find them a lot of times is we're just chasing a lot of other things before our god just a real distracted um, time just it? distracted and with covid it's even add more yeah. Um, with being off of school, it's add more. We're just, I would, that's a good word, distracted. Um, if we're not careful, we that's where we find ourselves. And I would say our guys, um, they want to know God. They want to chase after Him. And they, not only do they want themselves to know God, but they want to bring others, which is something valuable. Um, we've probably seen, uh, at least from one guy, bring three friends who are consistently coming now yep. on Wednesdays and Sundays. Because yeah. he's been intentional to invite others to know God for like a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm totally tracking. And you know, I was, uh, I was a, I don't know what you call it, stroke, uh, chaperone, I guess. I mean, extreme. I'm going back to extreme. You, you, you let me be a chaperone for the extreme trip this winter, and I was in a, I was in a hotel room with some of these guys. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was the, so I got a couple of the rooms together. I mean, I did the, you had me doing nighttime devotions with some of our, some of our fellows. Man, I was blown away. Um, they're not, our, our dudes aren't perfect, but, but they want to walk with Jesus. Yeah. They want it. I mean, and I'll say this, like the spiritual maturity of some of our high, ninth and tenth grade high school guys and, and the other guys too I'm just using them because that was your small group mm-hmm. but man the spiritual maturity and desire that some of these guys have compared to like where I was yeah. you know way back in the early 1990s how about that mm-hmm. uh, man blows me away they're mm-hmm. killing me like they're they're much more faithful to Jesus mm-hmm. than I was at their age and uh, that's just a hard time of life it's a fun time but it can be hard too mm-hmm. you know it's tough to be faithful to Jesus so I guess I want to ask the podcast listeners, uh, man, pray for our students, right? our girls, our guys. I mean, the, our teenagers, 7th through 12th graders that are making these life-changing, identity-forming decisions um, in a world that's, that's really, really high pressure. Um, before we go, I really want Stro, and you're our student pastor. You're the, you're the voice in the room that I'm listening to right now. So why don't we give you the last word? What, what would you say? Yeah, so if, if you guys want to pray for our students, um, I'll tell you, they're clever, they're super likable, they're uh, a ton of fun to be around, and their greatest struggle right now uh, that, that we're seeing is the struggle to surrender to Christ and not to their culture. I um, the struggle to let go of all the things that our world expects from them, all the things that, all of the systems and all the technology that they watch and all of the the adults, everybody in their world is expecting from them, all their friends, yeah. are, to look at all of the expectations. And before they surrender to the expectations of our culture and our world, um, to get a clear picture of 
the expectations, the call of Jesus, and to surrender to Him. And so we heard a lot of that this week. And I would say, man, if you want to pray for our students and pray for our students well this week, it would be praying that, that Christ can help them make that transition to a place where they're willing to surrender their decisions, their time, their best efforts to to Jesus and His call and what He wants them to do with their lives and their time instead of just rolling with the culture. Um, that, man, that would be a powerful prayer for our students and I think probably the most timely prayer we could pray for them right mm. now. Good word. Hey, listen, so we're going to wrap up this podcast a little differently. I mean, this is awkward because, you know, you're taking a walk or putting on your makeup or driving your kids to school or whatever while you're listening. But I just want to wrap this podcast up with a quick prayer for our students. And I'd like to ask you to spend some time, you know, the next few days, just as often as God puts our teenagers on your heart, lift them up. And, and you know, and also just like when you see them at church, even if you don't know them, you know, smile at them, get to know them, like encourage them. I, I want Carterville to be a great church for our students. I want them to know they're loved, even by strangers who sit three pews behind them. So let's let's pray. Father, thanks so much for the weekend that our students had. And Lord, as they are in the middle of the first week of living out the truths that you showed them, I just pray for the encouragement of your spirit. God, that you'd grant our teenagers a deep love for Christ and that you'd give them the strength, Lord, to walk faithfully with Jesus to give them power, Lord, to engage the expectations of Christ, to hear His voice first, to follow His path. Lord, even when the world is pulling on them, the pressures around them are pulling on them. So, Lord, I ask for our our students that You would grant them favor and focus and the strength of Your Holy Spirit. ask for Your blessings on Jeremy and on Corey as they continue to be our lead disciple-makers for students, as they encourage parents, Lord, as they encourage families, and Lord, as they love on our students. So I ask your grace over the students of our church in Jesus' name. Amen. Stro, Corey, thanks for being with us, man.